0: Welcome to Manifest Action, the podcast, hosted by me, Sarah Love. I'm an educator, success coach, and I'm here to help you break up with your excuses so you can start taking the action you need to manifest your dream life. If you're ready to get out of that endless cycle of procrastination and create big shifts in your life, then you are in the right place. So settle in, listen up, and let's manifest some action. Hi guys, welcome back to Manifest Action, the podcast where we focus on taking the consistent aligned action towards manifesting everything we've ever wanted. So this is part two of two in this series about perfectionism. So in last week's episode, I covered three massive ways that perfectionism is holding you back. And in that episode, we really got clear on how perfectionism might show up in your life. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, do go back and listen. It might spark a lot of aha moments for you. But don't worry, you don't have to listen to them in order. So just keep listening if you've clicked on this one first. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about why I do not see myself as a quote-unquote recovering perfectionist. I know lots of people seem to be claiming that these days. And to be honest, I just have never really vibed with being a recovering anything right now. To me, it kind of gives me the vibes that perfectionist implies there is something like wrong with me when I just don't believe that to be the case at all in fact I view some definitely not all of my perfectionist tendencies more or as superpowers and in the first half of today's episode I'm going to talk that and how you can start to lean into that a bit more And then in the second half of today's episode, I'm going to talk about how we can start to overcome those perfectionist tendencies that are really not serving us and how we can really start to take our first steps on the path of going from this fixed perfectionist mindset and towards more of a growth mindset. So there are two main ways I love to view my perfectionist tendencies as more like superpowers than anything else because I've reframed the way that I see them and the way they show up for me. So people pleasing is definitely a perfectionist tendency. And when you identify with this in the way that it's talked about online, like the lack of boundaries, not saying no, taking on too much or whatever, this is when it becomes an issue. But caring what people think about you is not a problem. If your mission like mine is to be in service of others, So I chose to reframe my people pleasing as people serving. And this was a true aha moment for me because ever since I can remember, I've always wanted the kind of career that was in service of others. Like I've never once had a job that was centered around making money for someone at the top, except maybe when I was a server in a restaurant as a teenager, but again, server, like I served people. Uh, I did my work experience at 16 in a primary school and then I worked for a charity and then I became a teacher and then I started to rescue. And when I was reflecting on my career and how perfectionism has shown up throughout my life, I kind of had this light bulb moment where I was like, well, duh, of course I'm a people pleaser, but is that really a bad thing? Like pleasing others by working to improve their lives in some way? As long as I'm not letting people walk all over me and that people-pleasing doesn't look like me saying yes when I really want to say no, I definitely have been there in the past and that is not what I mean. But having people tell you that they are pleased by the results that they have achieved from the work that you've done, this is why I'm so okay with having some perfectionist tendencies show up for me. It's okay to want validation from others. It's okay to get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside when someone says, thank you for the work that you've done. That feeling fuels me. When I'm working with a client and they finally start to see results, or when I'm teaching my teenage students and they start making progress, like I live for that feeling. This is what I've reframed people pleasing to mean in my life. I've been able to transmute that yucky feeling of knowing, oh no, I'm a people pleaser, that must mean there's something wrong with me, to yes, I please people by serving them for their highest good, and if that makes me a people pleaser, so be it. So the second way I view my perfectionist tendencies as a superpower is by taking the overthinking piece of perfectionism we explored last week and dissecting what that means, like truly. Because the way that I see it now is I think carefully about the details. My attention to detail is impeccable. I am incredibly resourceful and proactive and hyper, hyper organized. Now, We all know those people who literally have a spreadsheet for every single thing in their life, their housework, their holidays, their day-to-day life, like literally everything. Now, I'm definitely not like that. Like that is not the kind of organization I'm talking about here. Like I suck at Microsoft Excel or or Google Sheets or anything. I'm only just starting to use it to plan my content and it's working well, but it isn't something I just do naturally. Like I would never think, oh, I'll just create a spreadsheet for that. Like my organization skills look different, and I was really thinking about how how to articulate this. I think it's just more that I like I don't forget stuff. Um, As I say this, I'm literally remembering (laughs) something I forgot last week. It was my friend's birthday. Uh, I was at our other friend's house before the party and she had the cake and she asked me to remind her to get the cake before we left. And on the way there, we pulled into a 7-Eleven and I asked her like, oh, have you got the cake? And she was like, no. (laughs) And then her husband had to drive all the way home and get it. So yeah, I didn't remember at the right time, but I did remember eventually. (laughs) anyway for the most part if there is something that needs to get done like I will get it done I pay attention to the details and yes this can get to the point where maybe you don't put something out into the world because you're too focused on the details and I'll talk more about that later but if overthinking is something you find yourself like going in circles with the first thing that I would suggest you to do is to think of something that you've done recently where you paid attention to the detail because I bet you can find it. Maybe it was how you lined up the books on your shelf. Maybe it's how you did your nails or got your nails done even or the IG post you just put up. Something and start to give yourself credit for that. So with these two examples that I've given today, maybe you're just not really identifying with either of them Like how I look at my people pleasing doesn't resonate with you, how I look at my attention to detail doesn't resonate with you. So if you're thinking that, then go back to episode 13, listen to everything I describe in that episode that shows up when you are in a perfectionist mindset and really, you know, kind of identify which ones resonate with you the most and then start to pick those apart and find something that you can reframe, that you can start using to use parts of your perfectionist tendencies to set yourself up for success. Okay, so now I'm going to move on and talk about what to do if you find yourself behaving in such a way where your perfectionism is just really not serving you. If it's just getting in your way and holding you back because sometimes no matter how we try to reframe something, sometimes we do actually have to make changes to our behaviors, not just our thoughts. Now the kind of advice that we hear all the time is just the like stuff like well just don't care what people think they're just jealous or just set some boundaries and say no to a few things now and again just don't overthink done is better than perfect and yes this all makes complete sense in our heads but putting it into practice when you're in a perfectionist mindset is a different story. So what we're actually aiming to do with our perfectionism is to slide up a little scale from a perfectionist or a fixed mindset very ever so slightly up towards the side of a growth mindset. The opposite of perfectionism is a growth mindset. Now, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset are two things that were coined by Dr. Carol Dweck. She's the writer of the book Mindset. She's a researcher and her work is just wonderful. I read it when I was a teacher and I was just forever changed by this book. It's just so wonderful. And I've got this little infographic here that's got two faces facing each other. And on one, it says growth mindset. On the other says fixed mindset. So I'm just gonna read what each one says. So it says, fixed mindset is limiting. You avoid challenges, give up easily, you're threatened by other success, You always desire to look smart. Your effort is fruitless. You ignore feedback. And you believe that you have fixed abilities. Whereas a growth mindset is freedom. You persevere in the face of failures. Effort is required to build new skills. Find inspiration in other successes. You embrace challenges. You accept criticism. You have a desire to learn and build upon your abilities. So... An example that I'm just thinking of right now it came from, it's come from my teaching life this week. Like I teach Chinese and this week the students have like a writing assessment and their task, some of them is to write about 180 Chinese characters on a particular topic. And what I see lots of students doing is they see this number 180 Chinese characters, which is a lot, honestly. It's not like 180 words in English. It's, it's, it's really quite a lot. And I'll see them look at this criteria and think, oh my gosh, I am so incapable of writing 180 Chinese characters. I'm just going to write zero because I cannot risk doing, you know, not 180 because that will make me look more stupid than if I write zero. And and it sounds so crazy when you say it out loud, but if you're in a perfectionist mindset, I'm sure you can relate to that in some way, shape or form, probably not with learning Chinese, but maybe when you were at school thinking, okay, well, if I just do nothing, then I'll never have to risk finding out if my efforts isn't, aren't good enough, because what if I can't write that 180 Chinese characters? So what happens when we're in a growth mindset is that word, those words of I'm afraid to fail become I'm excited to try. And of course, the students I see who are excited to try and like challenge themselves to see how many Chinese characters they can actually write, those are the ones that end up doing a lot better. Now, being interested in self-development doesn't equal growth mindset. Being in growth mindset means seeing growth as the actual goal, like learning just purely because you want to learn or being challenged because you enjoy the challenge itself, not the result of the growth, not the result of the learning and not the result of the challenge, the actual challenge itself. And I think I could really go into way more detail about growth and fixed mindset, but if you would like to learn more about it, definitely go and check out the work of Dr. Carol Dweck. She's wonderful. The last thing I'll say about it before I actually get into some tips is that it's not a magic switch, right? You're not going to be able to go from fixed to growth mindset overnight. It's more like sliding along a scale. Okay, so in your life, you might have some areas where you're in more of a growth mindset than others, So, for example, if you're already in more of a growth mindset with your fitness, you might be less focused on how you look in a bikini and more focused on how you feel after a workout. And then you might have, um, you know, your mindset towards relationships, your mindset towards your career, and whatever other important things you have in your life. So, getting closer to the growth mindset side of the scale. And by the way, I'm just not sure, like, if you ask me if the scale is infinite or not I'm pretty sure it's infinite because I don't believe that there are limits to our capability of humans so being fully in a growth mindset I really don't know what that would look like but as I said earlier we're focused on growth we're focused on challenge we're focused on effort perseverance etc so we need to do more things that look like that every single day in order to overcome this perfectionist mindset So let's say that you have a desire to set up a great morning routine. Starting this might look like getting up as soon as your alarm goes off without having the perfect morning routine set up. Just getting out of bed as soon as your alarm goes off and making yourself a cup of coffee. Then after a few times, you might chug water before you have your coffee. And then from there, building in a few tiny steps each day until you've crafted a morning routine that works for you. It doesn't have to look perfect, it just has to be a step in the right direction. Or let's say you wish that you could start a business and this idea has been in your mind for ages, but the all or nothing thinking, the procrastination, the fears, the shame that are popping up and holding you back so much, One thing I talked about on last week's episode that perfectionists tend to do is setting unattainable goals because we're not willing to have that messy middle where we could possibly be seen as the person who doesn't know what we're doing. Like how shameful would that be that if we start something and it looks messy, that if it doesn't look good. This definitely used to be me. I literally wanted to go from like zero to billionaire in six months and I tried manifesting my dream life that way with the vision boards of like, you know first class travel and um, insane holidays and the massive house (laughs) and I, I don't know, all the affirmations and things like that. And I am a big fan of these tools, but you have to do it right. You actually have to be able to see, to believe that what you're desiring is possible. So when you're setting your goals or going about your manifesting process, yes, picture the big vision, take a moment to project it every single day, but your focus day to day should be on the goals that are around six to 12 months away, give or take, and step into the version of you who is already doing that I did this when I quit my job. For those who don't know, I am still working full-time as a teacher, but I handed in my notice in December. When you work in international schools, you have to give a ridiculous amount of notice and <laughs> trust me, I am counting down the days until I am full-time in my business. I cannot wait because I am literally living two lives right now. The teacher version of me who goes to work day in day out and then this hustling version of me who is recording this podcast just way later than I should be, because this version of me is making decisions on behalf of the version of me who is already in 2024, 2025, and just killing it in business. And I use—I literally used to think that the day I quit my job would be the day I walked into my dream life. And now instead, I am absolutely loving the lessons from this journey I've been on for the last 12 months and realizing that the person that I was a year ago is was no way capable of achieving those big things and nor is the person I am right now but I'm closer and it is from those lessons along the way that I'm getting closer and I hate to break it to you but the lessons do not come from books, they do not come from gurus, They do not come from podcasts like mine, though guidance from all these things is definitely invaluable, but it comes from the doing. It has come from the consistent aligned action that I've been dedicated to over the last few months from doing the hard things and continuously just planting seeds all over the garden. But here's the thing. You cannot eat the fruit the day you plant the seed you cannot eat the fruit the day that you plant the seed so it's up to you to like i know this sounds really cheesy but like start doing some gardening go to the shop buy some seeds get planting get watering get nurturing by taking the consistent aligned action and if you're thinking that maybe you don't have much of a green thumb maybe the doing part is where you get stuck maybe you need some help with that growth In fact, I guarantee that you do because when we're growing into this version of ourselves that we want to become, like we just can't do it alone. I'd really like to take this moment to invite you into my one-on-one coaching mentorship, Manifest Action. It's 12 weeks long, and together we will work towards helping you take the consistent, aligned action required for you to manifest everything you've ever wanted. In there, we will get really, really clear on what is getting in your way, come up with a clear strategy of of how to get from where you are now to where you want to be, create a bunch of sustainable habits and non-negotiables, that I will hold you accountable on so that you can actually take the action. So if you are interested in finding out more about working with me one-on-one, then go to the links in the show notes. There's one for my one-on-one coaching mentorship and there's another one as well about how to work with me on a more of a short-term basis. I recommend that one. If you've never worked with any kind of coach before, you'd like to see what it's like, but you're not ready for long-term big investment mentorship, then I definitely recommend that you check that out. If you have any questions about either of those, then you can also go and send me a DM on Instagram. I am at To manifest action. And yeah, I just would love to hear your takeaways from these two episodes about perfectionism so if you have learned something or if you have any questions about anything I've talked about today please go and send me a dm I would absolutely love to hear from you and with all that said I will say goodbye and I will see you next week bye